what's up? Welcome to the OKB's OK podcast, episode 60. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye. Joining me this week is Nato Johnston. What's up, Nato? G'day. Finally having me here. I'm excited. Oh, man. Sounding super Australian. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, just starting off with that g'day. I love it, though. I know. It's like, um, I hardly ever say it in real life, but now I find, like, I say it all the time when I'm ever with an American on a podcast. Like, it's just, like, a natural, like, reaction. Just like, kapow, g'day! Just... <laughs> do you ever do anything? Do you ever do stuff that, like, throws Americans off since you're Australian? Like, you uh... ever just, like, rolled out to an American club ins- inside of a kangaroo pouch or something like that? <laughs> Well, I do get all my mail delivered by Kookaburra, so that's always, like, (laughs) discouraging. Like, somebody sends me a tweet, and then I'm all, like, handwrite it, put it on a Kookaburra, and fly it back to them, and they're like, you obviously received the tweet, why didn't you just tweet back? And it's just like, (laughs) don't mess with an Australian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, where do people know you, Ian? Or, I almost called you Ian. Where do people know you from, NATO? (laughs) I could be your Ian any day. I'm so I should start off, shut this off before you before you say so. Yeah. I'm sick, right? Yeah. And so like I'm like dying, and I'm in hot, uh, my hot Seattle apartment, and there's smoke everywhere because the world is ending, or at least America's ending. I think yeah. the rest of the world is okay, P- politically uh, and climately. Just politically ending. and just like just like every day there's something new. There was an earthquake in Mexico. I know. And I'm like, like man, an eight point something. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that could have been California. <laughs> like, like this has been rough over here. Texas, uh, shout out to Texas. They've been roughing over there, but they're killing it. T- Florida had Hurricane, or I think, I don't know if they had it or if they're having it. I don't they're even, about to, I, don't I even think. Know. Yeah, Hurricane Irma, so we're going to see how that goes. But we're living. Uh, we're trying to make it through. Um, but yeah, if I seem out of practice, if I seem like my voice, if I, if I lose my voice halfway through this podcast, because it's happened before, it's because I'm sick. Not because NATO's making me tear up about how much he loves Destiny. Uh, but yeah, NATO, where, do pe- where, where would people know you from? Uh, they might know me from uh, the cross-continental comedy podcast. Now, now, like, it's infecting me through the microphone. The cross-continental podcast, uh, Four Yanks, One Aussie. I have a bunch of me and four Americans, and we just, like, tell stories. You've been on a couple of times now. Yeah, not enough. Um, and they might know me from the little, uh, other OK Beast podcast, A Plus Anime, where yeah, where now I'm just the host because Ian's just disappeared. Like I'm just <laughs> you, replacing Ian everywhere. It happens. <laughs> it happens every now and then. No, you're kind of like you're kind of like our Danny O'Dwyer. Yeah, like you know how like Danny O'Dwyer like is like a contributor to kind of funny on the kind of on the Daily Show, or whatever. That's kind of like how you are on on OK Beast. Like you're the you're the co-host on uh, A Plus Anime. Probably are probably a fan favorite. Not even probably like a fan favorite show of OK Beast. Like people love A Plus Anime. Um, I wish people would tweet us about the OK Beast podcast more instead of A Plus Anime. <laughs> instead of just A Plus Anime, but you know it's all right though because uh, yeah, I'm not mad. So, but yeah, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, Ian's not here. Uh, he's out in LA doing LA stuff. Yeah, I know. Couldn't out. even be here for his best bud, his best anime right? bud. Right? It's, it's like right. the it, it's whatever, man. It's whatever. <laughs> Ian, we miss you though. We miss you. I think he he's planning on coming here to Seattle uh next weekend. Uh and so hopefully he's able to make it. And hopefully we might be able to do a live podcast, but we'll see. 
Uh, but for those who don't know, also I'm changing up the format of the show once again. For those who don't know, the OKBs podcast is a weekly gaming and nerd culture centric show. This is where we get together and talk about the biggest topics in games and culture. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit OKBeast.com and follow at OKBeast now on Twitter and Instagram. Now, usually I put that before the show. If you listen to last week's episode, our live episode, I kind of revo- reverted back to our old format where we would I would read it during the show. And now it's like and riding like, a bike, so now like you're yeah. back into it. <laughs> and I was like, man, I like this. I miss this. Yeah. And I hate editing in the breaks. And so for this episode, at least, I don't know if I'm going to do it for, for future episodes, but this episode, I'm reverting back to the, to the old format of yeah. the show. It's chaos, people. We're going. It's chaos. Dogs marrying uh, cats. So... As far as what I've been up to this week, I played a couple games, and I mean, these games are kind of like last week's news, but I was, I was at PAX last week, so I, I can really talk about them, but uh, two new games I've played, Absolver and Everybody's Golf. Which one should I talk about first, you know? Absolver, because I don't care about golf. I, I, the go- look, I'm going to get hate, but like... Golf games are all the same. There's nothing really new, new you can put in a golf game. It's like a sports game. Like, unless it has, like, a a huge story campaign, that's the only thing that could, like... Like, I know it's an amazing game, and it's going to be super fun, because, like, I love golf games, and I... It's it was called Everybody's Golf here, and I think I had it on my PSP or something like that back in the day. So I did love that Mm. game. So, yeah, but give me Absolver, because I'm sad, because I wanted to play that game, but it came out between Mario and... Rabbids and Destiny, so it's never going to get played. So, Absolver is cool. It's like a cool concept. So, if you're unfamiliar with Absolver, it's like this 3D action-adventure fighting game. But I put fighting in in quotes, because they advertised it, uh, hyping up the fighting aspect of it. Like, I think they called it a fighting game while advertising it. I kind of feel like they falsely advertised this game a bit. Because this game is... It's pretty much like a Souls game with, like, Kung Fu as, like, the the hook of it, right? Like, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say Kung Fu. Martial arts as, like, the hook of it, where you there are these different arts that your character can learn, and you can, like, equip them with these different moves, and that kind of changes up your skill set and your moveset. I'm still... I think I'm still somewhat early in the game, and so, like, I haven't gotten to the part where that's really affected me. Like, yeah. my moveset has really affected my the way I play the game. But playing it now, I probably put in, like four hours or so into the game and like one i feel like i'm nowhere two i don't feel so far i feel like my moveset hasn't really affected the way i play and i can't really see it affecting it much in the future and that was like the big thing they hyped up is that like you can change your character's moves a lot you can like uh play the style you want and so far i'm like man hopefully like hopefully these moves are wildly different because like Right now, as I'm fighting, I, can, I don't even keep track of the moves that I have right now. Like, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of button matching. Yeah, I was about to Yeah, yeah that's what I feel okay. like. Like, it's like square for your light attack, uh, triangle for your heavy, L2 to block, um, circle to do, like, your um, strafe. And, like, it's, it's kind of it's, it's how you think of, what you think of when you think of, like, an action-adventure game kind of like this. Mm. It, it kind of uh, sounds like a, like a dumbed-down, like, justice button system, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it it feels, and I haven't played a lot of Dark Souls, and so I could be way off. But I think Ian, I was playing with Ian. I have uh, heard that playing, comparison. Yeah, it's like yeah. people say it's like a little bit, a little martial arty Dark Souls ish. Yeah, 
like I was me and Ian were playing at the same time. Also, I was gonna say I was playing with Ian, but I did I wasn't because the servers are pretty trash. Yeah, I, they, they haven't okay. fixed him yet. Um, and so like I tried to play online yesterday, and this is like two weeks after after the games come out, and like I I couldn't get online because the servers wouldn't let me. Because who's um, making this game? It is. Uh, I know the name of the people. Devolver Digital is publishing it for sure. Okay, and so, I think so, the people... so it's like a semi like indie size yeah. studio. Oh yeah, it's indie. It's like a thirty dollar game too. Okay, and so like okay. it's almost it's almost kind of like double A, but it's made by like, it's made by Slow Clap, which I assume they would call themselves an indie indie studio. Um, and so it's a small game, so I give I I kind of give them that benefit of the doubt. Um. But, like, the game, the style of the game is cool. I kind of like the feel of the game where, like, it doesn't see... It's not really story-heavy at all. Like, it's very... It's kind of atmospheric in the way it presents itself. Um, yeah. it's Overall, it's a cool game that I just have some problems with that are keeping me from loving it. Like, I'm playing it right now, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to beat this game. Yeah. Because, like, one, I don't feel like I'm making progress. Two, um, it's, it feels hard to make progress because they make it purposely hard to navigate. Like... Yeah. The map does it feel s- does it feel MMOy? Like similar uh, to because you played Final Fantasy fourteen, didn't you for a while? Yeah, I yeah, did. Does it feel like that kind of progression, like that kind of slow progression? No, the no, not progression. That bad. Well, maybe. Pro- the I'm I haven't really felt the progression yet. Like yeah, in Final Fantasy fourteen when I was playing, and I didn't play that much because I only got to like level like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. But it's, it's um, your good comparison because you don't play MMOs really at all. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, except for like GTA Online, I play, but it's not really an MMO. Um, yeah, but it's like the, it sort of is. Yeah, like you, it's like my you literally thing. unless you grind in that game, you can't do end game content. Like because I play yeah. that a lot as well, and I want to play some of the new stuff, but because I haven't got friends to play with, I can't get enough money to get the next mm. gear to unlock the next missions and stuff like that. So it actually is a very MMO like game, GTA Online. Yeah, and I'm like level 95 in GTA Online, so I yeah. have like a lot of experience with that game. Uh, Absolver, comparing Absolver to Final Fantasy 14, I feel like when I was playing Final Fantasy 14, I got a lot more of the feedback from leveling up. Like I felt very great about leveling up. And Absolver, I don't like when I hit the next level, I barely feel anything, and that might just be like the indicator of like in Final Fantasy 14, that game was very UI heavy, and so like when you level up, it's like a celebration of like yeah. you hear the music, you hear the you see the big letters that covers the whole, your whole screen because all the UI covers the whole screen. Uh, Absolver is like is like you get to the next level, and I'm like, okay, cool, what can I do now? Like I don't know what I'm working towards. Like there's nothing <clears throat> so far. Some of the things are locked, and I assume once I get to a certain level, I'll be able to like. Uh, mess with my fighting style a bit more and stuff, um, but it's not really explicitly stated when that happens. So I'm just level- I'm kind of leveling up just to level up. It feels like and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I'm working towards something, but I don't feel that I'm working towards something. Uh, and there's with, like because it is it does it feel a bit grindy as well? Like do you have to go out and like beat yeah. x amount? Of, see that yeah that's yeah not a good then, thing for something you got to grind because that is people get will fall off really easy because like. Every like a lot of those MMOs have grinds, but that's we'll get into a bit later with Destiny mm. Two. Like that's what everyone keeps saying. Like, yes, it still sorta has that end game grind in Destiny Two, but man, do they make it a hundred percent fun and a hundred percent like you feel progression and stuff like that. So like if you have a game that you gotta grind in that doesn't feel fun, people are gonna fall off really quick. Because a lot of people don't like grinding and if you mm-hmm. and especially if you don't make it fun, so yeah. Two of my other big qualms with the game is that all the enemies 
are kind of the same. Like, they're mm. pretty much the same thing. Like, a human in, like, this, like, kind of polygonal kind of thing. Like, none of, like, the enemies don't really differentiate from each other. And even, like, the boss enemies, like, they barely feel any different when you're fighting them. And so that's kind of weird. That's, that's kind of whack to me because it's, like, it gets really repetitive. Uh, I'm, like, navigating the world. And, like, it's one of those worlds where, like, everybody you see wants to fight you. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I just fought you, like, 15 times on my way here. I don't want to fight you, like, again. Because the fights take, like, a minute because yeah. it's combat-based. And so, like, you have to slow down, uh, do all that stuff. And that's not really fun. And then also, like I said, the servers st- suck, right? So, like, I wasn't able to get online for, uh, like, half the time. Half the, half the time I play, I play, I'm not able to get online. And when I am able to get online, the, the server is lag. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a heavy lag in the game. And so, like... That sucks because I was really looking forward to this game, and I think I somewhat had mismanaged expectations because I was not expecting something to be kind of soulsy at all. I was expecting it to be more like about the actual combat and navigating your moves and outmaneuvering your opponent. But I don't feel that when I'm playing now. When I'm playing now, I feel more of the kind of RPG aspects of it. Yeah, which if that's what they're going for, it's cool. But there's some stuff there that <clears throat> I wish they would hit better if that is what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, that on, on a happier note, I've also been playing Everybody's Golf, Yeah, which, man, exactly. yeah, it's a golf game, and yeah. so, like, it's basically like every other golf game that has ever existed. But super like, fun and, multi- like, online multiplayer, though. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't even done any of the multiplayer stuff, like, I've only done, like, the single player stuff, the, the prog- progression stuff, but, like, I think it's the, the reason why I'm loving it so much right now is the added, like... RPG mechanics. I've never played Everybody's Golf or Hot Shots Golf in the past. Yeah. It's my first one. I played Mario Golf. Um, and, like, most of the golf games I play are from, like, are in GTA Five or, like, Wii Sports or, like, golf yeah. games that have been shoved into other games but just happen to be there. And then I but see then again, them, like, oh, this on is awesome. the credit of GTA's golf game, it is real good. Yes, it yeah. is. I just played tennis in... G- Don't ask why, but I just played GTA Online Tennis yeah. uh, yesterday. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is really fun. This is actually really pretty well done. Yeah. Um, for a game, for a, a mini game that's inside this open world crime game. Everything in that game is so good. God. Yeah. I, I, I firmly believe that GTA, GTA 5 is like one of the best games ever made, like easily to me. Yeah. Uh, but what was I talking about? Everybody's Golf. Everybody's Golf yeah. is pretty good. Uh, because <laughs> it furthers things with its RPG mechanics. Like, I feel like. I'm making progression when I play, which is something I can't really say for any other golf game. I never really played Rory McIlroy's PJ Tour or Tiger Woods PJ Tour, whatever PJ Tour games out there. I don't know yeah. if they still make them. Yeah, um, uh, I actually haven't seen another like Roy or whatever it is golf recently, yeah. so maybe they have stopped, like slowed yeah. down on them. I wonder if it's because they didn't sell or if it's because of the Tiger Woods stuff. No, no, because they switched know. over to the new guy. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and, and so then... yeah, it's probably because the sales thing. Mm. Maybe I don't know, um, but yeah, like I I never really got into I, I ne- I've never really been into the hardcore um, simulation golf, golf yeah. yeah golf games but arcade golf games bring them on like I'm down to play and this is a pretty good one like and you can drive in this game and swim and fish yeah. and, and like do, the like, character a bunch of creation stuff. in this is like insane it's really good. it is really good yeah. um shout out to shout out to Greg Miller from Kind of Funny because we went to during PAX there is a party. Uh, like we we're having a party at my friend's Rihanna place uh, at my friend Rihanna's place, and uh, Greg Miller came, Greg Miller came out. Uh, Jean Vf Saint Ange, his wife came out. Um, and a bunch of other people came out. Came out. I like 
And I brought my PS4 to play everybody's golf on. I woke up the next morning and my PS4 is like, you're now friends with Jean VF St. Ange. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm going to everybody's golf and your character is just there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I didn't even like, I didn't even have to like see your name to know that was yeah. your character. As soon as yeah. I saw the character, I was like, oh, that's, that's, I know, that's every, like I keep seeing everybody's screenshots of their characters and they look nearly like a like yeah. perfect, like cartoon avatar version of everybody's character. Yeah, Barry Courtney's character looks just like Barry Courtney. I saw him on t- on Twitter, and yeah. I was like, "That dude looks exactly like Barry." Um, <laughs> so shout out to the character creator, um, and you know, overall, I'm having fun with that game. I don't have much much else to say about it because it's it's a golf game. It's exactly Mario Golf with like yeah. added RPG level up mechanics. Um, I've also been watching Ozark, which I talked about a bit on Pix Pulse Radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alex was great, definitely great championing that for like for he got me to watch it back in like like ages ago, and mm. man, I love that show. Yeah, I just finished it last night, and man, man, I don't want to say anything because I don't no. want to spoil anything for anybody. Yeah. It's a really good show. It's like a it's like a Breaking Bad clone, but it's also good. Like Breaking yeah. Bad is like an excellent excellent TV show. Well, like it's it's like a speeded up Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, they get over some humps pretty quickly in that show. Because, like, Um, like, I'm one of those people that, like, got to third or fourth season of Breaking Bad, and I was just like, "Eh, I'm done. Like, yeah, Mm. I know it was ramping up there, but I'd already slugged through, like, the first two seasons, and season three was good, but then uh, by that stage, I was just like, yeah, woohoo, he's got spoilers, he gets cancer back again. Like, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, please. Yeah. And then I was just like, ugh, this is the same thing over and over again, but, like, Ozark... Because it starts instantly at the, like, he's the bad guy doing the bad stuff for the bad people instantly. It's, like, such a good story. Dude, it, Ozark is, is, uh, well, yeah, it's awesome because of his pacing. But then it's just, like, the, the, I don't want to spoil it, but the, yeah, some of the things they do to get over those humps, I think, eliminates a lot of, like, the stress you have in Breaking Bad to where you're like, oh, this is all going to end badly for him. In Ozark, you get that same feeling of, like, man, things are not going well for this guy at all. No. But every, certain... every time he seems to get ahead, it like, yeah. Oh no, this is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like you you like root for him because you're like, oh, he's almost there. And then like he kind of gets there, but then like he kind of falls back a bit because like yeah. something happens. And it's a pretty good show. Like it's like I said, I compared to Breaking Bad. To me, Breaking Bad is probably like a ten out of ten show. Uh, Ozark to me is like a nine out of ten show. Like where it's, it's yeah. still excellent. Uh, it's not Breaking Bad, it, and it's trying to do a lot of the things Breaking Bad does. Um, but it's not like, I don't know, I guess, the, I guess since I've already seen Breaking Bad, it kind of takes that a little bit away from Ozark for me. Yeah. Uh, but Ozark is still like excellent. Like it's so good. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. I, I guess I should say like the whole hook of the show is basically like it's Breaking Bad, but the main character is a money launderer. Is like, that's yeah, kind of like of a twist. drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Or drug producer. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the thing that everybody wants to talk about. Destiny 2. Ba-ba. Tell me about it. Just tell. Oh just lay my, it on me. How oh my it? god! It is... Jeez. <laughs> oh, like, I've had, like, people play along with me that have never played Destiny with me, and they're just like, are you, are you alright, Nathan? Are you orgasming over... Like, anytime I get a new gun, or a new mission, or a cutscene, or a story piece, it's just like, man... Like, like, this is the perfect game that took everything that was wrong with the original, and just like amazingly fixed it up like cut all the fat out cut everything that was 
the, the, every way that people disliked the original one is just gone and like streamlined and man it's just such a good game you can play it single player and have an amazing time by yourself you could play it with friends and have an amazing time with and it yeah oh my god it's just a great game alex that game has been making me like it's been, it's been making me almost hate alex van aiken because he won't stop tweeting about it yeah like like when I first wake woke up this morning and the tweet I saw was like from Alex Van Aken being like, "Man, this game is gorgeous," which is like a screenshot of Destiny. Then like next time I check my phone is like Alex Van Aken is like, "Oh man, the soundtrack is so good." And I'm like, yeah. "Alex, I get it. This game is amazing. You love it." it it's, but it's not. It's not... weird because like, de- uh, like Bungie originally did Halo, and Halo's always been like pretty talked about like with their soundtrack because like God, I can never remember the guy's name. Like Marty something. That mm-hmm. does the the orchestra soundtracks and all that because he was on the original Destiny as well, but there was a big th- hoo ha with that because he ended up getting like booted from Bungie in the end. Mm-hmm. Half, Marty O'Donnell, I think so. Yeah, Martin that sounds, O'Donnell. That sounds right. And so this one, so Destiny Two is completely without him, and like I was a bit worried because like he is known for those like nearly Spielberg like orchestra tracks behind the game and mm. nah whoever they got in to do the soundtrack for this one it's just like him on steroids because man just the, the like the small cello you get in like some areas where it's just like there's a point where like your character comes very dispowered compared to your usual self and it's just such a mm. scary track of like there's a tiny little cello like playing in the background and next minute you're like in open areas with huge orchestra backtracks with like large bass and stuff like that. Oh my mm. God, the soundtrack on this is, yeah, t- tippity top. And you can see it on Twitter. Like you, any like media, games media person that's playing this game at the moment, that's all they're talking about, the soundtrack at the moment. Interesting. Yeah, if you like, the, the Alex Van Aken jokes aside, like Alex makes me really want to play this game from the yeah. way like he talks about you, you should come play with us on an xbox i can't i can't i can't buy. so the reason why i'm not playing this game is yeah. one is because i've bought like 10 games in the last yeah. month and also like i it's um well my friends are split that i would play with between the two consoles and i don't want to like commit to one because then i feel like i'm missing it on the other so I'm just, let like, me I'm let me let me like pull this point for you because <laughs> it doesn't seem like you want to be like hardcore into this so yeah, that's I why I say get it on Xbox because if you play it on PlayStation, so many of like the kind of funny community and all that are on PlayStation and they will hound you to come play mm. all the time, play raids and stuff like that. But if you come play on the chill Xbox, we're all cool over here. Y'all are all hardcore though. Like you and Alex are hardcore. <laughs> Rihanna is hardcore. Like all of my friends on Xbox are like hardcore. And they'll, like, if I play with you guys, you guys will all be like level twenty. Your light level will be oh, like already, five thousand or level whatever. Twenty it is. the first day. See, like, and I'll probably be like level three and a half within like the first two months. And I'll be and I'll be like, oh man, this is awesome. And I'll be shooting rocks. Meanwhile, you guys are uh, out here taking out giant alien monsters, whatever. Like, I don't know what's what's inside Destiny. I'm just I'm just describing things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it seems it it looks cool. I I played the beta and I was like, man, this gunplay is awesome. Like this game seems awesome. I don't know if I could do it. Like it's, it's it's stressful for me, and this is me with any online game. Like, yeah, um, Overwatch is is an exception because that's more like a competitive thing. But anything that's like long hardcore, I guess anything that's like MMO, like 
I think it's you should give it a go in because you love GTA because it has that like mm-hmm. GTA ness where like you can especially now like Destiny One was more like these are the set things you have to do to get stronger and stuff like that and this is the only path. Even even with uh, like taking King and Rise and Iron, they they gave you more options. Like yeah, you can do strikes now. Yeah, you can do maybe this and that. But now in Destiny Two, you can do anything and yeah. level up. Because I've I'm level twenty and I'm out at that point. Like how MMO works. Like once you get to your level cap, then it's all about getting better gear to be stronger. And in the old games, if I went but. My mates are kind of, like, my real-life, like, Perth mates are pretty, like, not that hardcore. So, they're playing at their own pace. And I've jumped into games with them at the moment. Like, a couple of them are, like, level 5, some are level 2, some are level 10. And no matter what missions we're playing, I'm still getting rewarded. While in Old Destiny, I would have to play endgame content to get better gear. So, like, it, it it's a good thing, because now, like, not everyone is a Sherpa. Like, not everyone will come back to help their friends. But now, in Destiny 2, it doesn't matter if you're a Sherpa or not. You'll get rewarded. So it it senioritizes people to come back to help their friends because they're still going to get better gear. So it it helps that, like, multiplayer always mode and all that. So nobody's going to get left behind mm. playing by themselves. So, like, yeah, even even if you started now and like were level two and all that, me and Alex are coming back would still get better gear for us and all that. So we w- wouldn't care coming to play missions again with you. Are you a P- PvP person or a PVE? I was. I, I like I tweeted out because I talk a lot with Griffin and stuff. Like that, and if anyone's ever seen how Griffin plays in competitive like shooters, he is a god on the on the controller or a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And he he was tweeting his like. KD ratios and I was and I was just like man every year I get older I get slower and slower like playing mm. like those and I just can't keep up anymore and so I love playing PvP but cuz like I'm nearly 30 now and playing against 18 year olds 16 year olds and oh, it, I I can start to feel my slugginess now yeah. and those things but I still love it. I really do love PVP cuz I was playing a lot with Alex the other night and uh, uh, another kind of funny community guy uh, Luke as well. Mhm. Yeah, do you like that when I was playing the beta, that was the one thing where I was like, "Huh, I could see myself really getting into this." Like the PVP. It is really fun. They got two new modes that I've figured out at the moment where one's like your team gets 8 lives. And mm. if anyone dies, it subtracts one of those lives off it until the point where nobody's got any more lives. And if you die with no lives, that means that person's out until you wipe the whole team, mm. which is like such a, I've never, every my whole time playing Destiny multiplayer in like original Destiny, even modes that like you're supposed to play as a team, everyone just like books it unless you were literally mm. playing with your friends. But this mode... Everyone, the whole team of people stay together because it's like if one of us walk runs off, he's going to get killed and lose our life and the whole team's going to suffer. So it's the first time I've ever seen people, perfect strangers, not talking to each other, all staying together and playing as a team. And it's amazing to see that. So that mode's really good. That's awesome, man. Like, oh man, I really want... I really want to get in this game so bad because everybody is talking and playing this game and it's like a movement. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, 
tell me this. How's the story? There, that is the next point. Uh, the mm. most most people when I talk like talk to them, the f- like everyone, most people played like the beta and store that first story mission, which is amazing. Like mm. it's all about the fourth race, the cabal coming in and trying to take the traveler, which is the huge godlike creature, like orb thing that gives the human race their like powers and stuff like that. That's a rough thing for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the big bad guy of their race that comes with them, within the, f- se- I think it's the second cutscene you see, like, is more villain development than in any character in the whole of Destiny 1. In just one mm. cutscene, they developed a villain more than anything they did in number one. Mm. Like, that. that's just how amazing they get. It, he becomes nearly like a super Darth Vader-like creature. Because he like captures one another important creature, and it's all about another important character, and it's all about their conversations between each other about him trying to justify what he's doing and why. Mm. It, it's that like the best villains don't realize they're the villain. Mm-hmm. Like they they think they're doing stuff for you're like selling me the right greater now. Good, yeah. You're God, selling because like, I love great villains. Like yeah. villains are my favorite part of any like Goal, story. Goal is. Oh my god, like one of the best villains I've had in video games for a while. They they put so much effort into developing his character. The only downside is the one character he's captured. Even for Destiny 1 players, he he didn't because it, they're suffering that like handicap of they didn't develop a lot of NPCs in the original game. So seeing him in Destiny 2, you're like, "Oh, cool. Mm. I don't care that you have him captured." But by the end of the story, them two, like, conversing with each other, like, one, him, the main villain being like, look, I'm I'm justified in what I'm doing, I'm helping my race, this is all for the greater good, and then the other one, the, the NPC telling him, like, no, like, you're still a bad person, these are, the, and, oh, man, it's just such a great story between those two. Man. Dude, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, what, you play Destiny 1, right? Yeah. I put so coming, sixteen hundred hours into it. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, I put in like maybe like three hundred hours into GTA Five. Yeah, that's probably like the most I have recorded in a game I, I can think of. I probably put in more into Pokemon Blue across all my hours playing Pokemon yeah. Blue. But dang, sixteen hundred hours is a lot for like yeah, however many years that game's been out. Um, but coming off of Destiny One, coming into Destiny Two, what would you say is like the biggest uh, improvements made? Um, this, that, that story, because that, that is the one thing, if you talk to somebody about Destiny 1, they're like, oh, yeah, it got good, Destiny, but it still never had a story, and it's like, mm. well, it, di- it did, it just was never good at purveying that to the player, like, mm-hmm. apart from the cutscene, the cutscenes in the original were very janky and stuff like that, most of it was in this thing called the Grimoire, which is, like, little, anytime you picked up an object or uh, did an event that related to something in the story, it would, like, ping something, and then you could go to the Bungie website and read about that. Mm. So, y- you couldn't even do it in-game, which hmm. they started to try and fix in Rise of Iron, but it was just so hard because they'd already built the game, it's hard to change, you'd have to break the part, which is why they made two. That's the one thing where everyone's like, well, it, it's like an MMO. Why didn't they just keep building on it? It's it's because the original foundation of Destiny 1 was just so... I, I'll say it. It was bad. It was really mm-hmm. bad how they built that game. But you have to give it to them because 
if people look at, like, a lot of after that game came out, how the development of that game, they got to a point where they were showing it to EA and EA was like, nah, rebuild mm. it. So they built most of what you got at, in Vanilla Destiny as in, within a year from broken pieces of the original game that they originally built. So in mm. a year, they built Vanilla Destiny. So that's why I saw it... I'll half jump into like a question somebody said, like the criticism of number one, why, why would jump people jump into number two, is how awesome of a game they built in a year with broken fragments of an original game. How could you not want to jump into a game that they've perfectly been building for the last three years? Mm-hmm. Dude... Awesome, man. Well, let's yeah. circle. We'll circle back to Destiny too yeah. at, uh, in our questions portion. Uh, right now, I want to get into our topics. Uh, we have two here. Our first one is regarding something that that came out yesterday. Um, by yesterday, I mean Thursday, <laughs> since this comes out on Monday. But yeah, uh, it's awesome. And so, South Park: uh, The Fractured But Whole has. It's always funny saying that has a difficulty slider that's hilarious. And I'm going to reference an article from Metro.co.uk. Uh, the article is titled South Park, the fractured, but whole is harder. If you play as a black or trans transgender character, which I'm just seeing the transgender part, which is interesting, but apparent, but I'm just going to read, I'm going to read the first part of this article. <clears throat> the South Park TV show has been making, uh, uncomfortably accurate social satire for years. Uh, but this is the first time it's done. So through the medium of video game difficulty levels, as revealed in our preview of South Park, the fractured, but whole, the, the game, has a difficulty slider, just like a lot of games, but the harder you make the game, the darker your char- your player's, uh, player character's skin gets. Which is awesome, because I, I, when I saw this, I saw it tweeted from uh, Polygon, I think, with just, like, a gif showing that, like, it's a slider with, Somebody like... Somebody sliding it across, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, it goes from, like, easy to medium to very difficult. Uh, and, like, the harder you make your difficulty in the game, the darker your character's skin gets. And it is hilarious. Like... I I told you before this podcast, like I read that at work and I had to walk. I, I started I <clears throat> I started like dying. And I had to like walk out the office so I could just like uh, start laughing uh, and I could like recollect myself because yeah. legit that was the funniest thing I had I I had read uh, this week. Um, but I also think it's awesome. Like and I think I. I saw one person on Twitter, and I mean, this is only one person, so it doesn't matter, but, like, one person kind of, like, a little bit upset upset with this. I think Ian uh, sent me a tweet with a dude that was kind of, like, why would you use um, a group of people's struggles as, like, uh, satire? Like, I'm not down with that. Um, to which I understand. I understand, like, where that feeling comes from. In this case, like, my viewpoint on it is that it's South Park, and so, like, and... Yeah. That's whole, the South Park's whole thing. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's shock. It's shock, uh, like, points. Because mm. we, we are in a society of, like, apathetic people. So, like, if... Like, uh, perfect example. I, I did a tweet... Oh, even you. Even you, you do it as well. Like, you'll have mm. a point, but you'll radicalise that tweet, like, to say something, like, insanely more than you mean. Mm-hmm. Because people... Like, if people are just scrolling through Twitter and somebody's like, oh, this game is good, they're like, yep, cool, keep scrolling. But if yeah. you're like, this game is good because this game is fucking shit and everyone should know it. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, you know what, fuck you! And all it's that. Like, yeah. So then, yeah, people engage in what you were saying. So that is mm-hmm. the whole South Park mentality of, like, if they just said something about, oh, yeah, like, it's hard for black people, people are like, yeah, whatever. But if you do a video game where your slider, 
makes the difficulty for how black your skin is, everyone's just like, oh my God. So they engage in what topic is trying to be presented by the author or writer of whatever topic they're talking about. I did the same thing where if I just said the other day that Moana was good, everyone would be like, yeah, whatever. But I said Moana is the best Disney movie out there and everyone should take off their nostalgia glasses and everyone came out in droves and were like, you know what? You were wrong. Aladdin is heaps better than this and all that. But then, because if I, if I just said people are like biased towards their uh, nostalgia, everyone was like, yeah, yeah. But I literally said, I like, I engaged them and everyone was like, oh, and whether or not people realize to themselves that they do prop up these original Disney movies they saw as children because mm. they saw it as children. It, it look, it's up to your personal perspective of which Disney movie is better. But like that's mm. how you do something like that. If I just tweeted normally, it wouldn't have been seen and all that. But because I said a, a radical like version of yeah. what I meant in my tweet, people were actually engaging in what I was saying and stuff yeah. like that. It's which like is when the I say, South Park method. It's like when I say like Mario Rabbits is an, an abomination. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that thing. Because, like, what I really mean is that it's a really weird game that I don't know how it got made. And yeah. which is, which is 100% true. Like, I yeah. love that game, but I, I, if I would, I hate the rabbits and I hate the minions even more. But because <laughs> of how they built that game, I'm like, all right, I love mm. these guys. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, it's, it's a great game from all yeah. I've heard. I haven't played it, but, like, and I, if I played it, I pr- probably love the game. Um, but I hate on that game all the time just because it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but South Park, I think what makes the South Park thing awesome uh, is that one, like, well, South Park, right, is all about social commentary. Like, yes, all, like, every episode of the show is commenting on something that's happening, something relevant, uh, something about the world. And they do it in it's it's funny because South Park is half like trying just to be offensive purely than half like trying to say something sincere or like yeah. trying to be very smart about the way they approach topics right and so like there is uh an episode about like the Washington Redskins which is like a, a parody about like the football team uh the Washington Redskins which is like their their mascot is uh a group of Native Americans which there's been controversy about that they took that and they t- and they push that all the way to be like this like to to be this horribly offensive thing but in that episode like even though it was horribly offensive they shed light on the issue in yes a, a positive way and i think in some of the episodes like it can be like it, you you can argue whether some of the episodes are positive or negative but usually like for the most part they're not really taking a hard stance like a no hard... they, they they just want you to g- engage in the topic they don't want you to be apathetic of the, th- the current things that are happening in your environment that are affecting you but most people are so apathetic they're like oh i don't care i go to work i come home i play my video games or play with my dogs or kids but i don't really care about that like donald trump's doing this or the environment is fucking up right now and stuff mm-hmm. like those kind of things it's because we're in such a like social media world that People see so much stuff that these days that it they can't engage on single topics that are really important because they hear so much because you have so much access to the world now that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like I I think so South Park like they're known to be to do that kind of thing in the TV space yeah. also and I think what's really cool about this is that this is a video game and they're yeah. like flipping mechanics on their heads 
to like make them mean something interesting, which like because because know- yeah, we've always had like yeah. create your own character like black skin or white skin or Asian skin or. And then we've also had difficulty sliders and all that, but never have they been, like, the same thing because, yeah, yeah. everyone knows, like, it's hard growing up as an African-American in America or in Australia, growing up as a native Australian, like an Aboriginal. It's, yeah, they get a lot of help from our government and all that, but it's still the, the culture and environment they have mm. to struggle through to actually be accepted into the mainstream society is still... An amazing struggle, which is perfectly what this slider represents. Yeah. It's like, like <clears throat> instantly from your birth, you are judged, even before you do anything in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, no other no other property would do this aside from South Park. No. Which, I, which is why I think this is awesome that they uh, go for something like this. Because even yeah, if mo- would- most, most companies would be, like, too scared because of the negative press this might get to mess up the rest of their game. But, like, South Park's like, who gives a fuck? We're South Park. Everyone, yeah. like... We yeah. can get away with it. So if we have the power to get away with it, why don't we make this social like commentary and stuff mm. like that? And it's mm. awesome on it's I can think there are like so many levels in which like I can break this down to where it's awesome because it's awesome on that social commentary level. It's awesome on that gameplay level, the fact that like they're turning this gameplay mechanic into something that's one saying something, um, two makes it mean more than the mechanic itself. And so like yeah. you you take some you take difficulty slider, turn it into commentary, you take you and I'm sure South Park did this also in the Stick of Truth. I can't really think of any explicit examples, but there are gameplay things there that, like, they flipped on its head and turned that and turned them into, like, an actual uh, thing. I can't... Th- I, I think, like, the silent protagonist, for example. Spoilers yes. for uh, the South Park Stick of Truth. It has um, It has been done before. Like, GTA yeah. does it as well. Like, yeah. you know, at the start yeah, of GTA, yeah. when, when it was still, a, like, a story bit at that start of the online, like, every character that interacted with you was, like... Uh, are you gonna say anything? So, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, even towards that, this is this is like a this. It's not a big spoiler, but it's somewhat a spoiler for Stick of Truth. And so, skip forward ten seconds. But like at the end of Stick of Truth, your character—I forget what your character says, but your character says something of like, "Yeah, all right." And then like at the end of the game, and like, and like it turns out your character wasn't silent; he was, just, he was just being quiet the whole time. Yeah, right. And like stuff like like jokey stuff like that of like you see a video game mechanic, something that's normal in video games, so you take it and you turn it and you flip it into something that means something. And like South yeah. Park is uh, kind of like the, it, what was it? The original Simpsons, uh, one of the Simpsons games, like mm-hmm. the one that you walked around did the kind of same thing like mm. i think they give they just gave you an achievement for pressing start at the start mm. of the game and was oh, just like awesome. well done you press start yeah here's here's five uh achievement points or something like or a bronze or whatever and undertale i just play, played undertale again on the ps4 God, undertale game. did something similar on ps4 to where there's like this ps4 exclusive exclusive room where if you look at the trophy list like 15 of the trophies are dedicated or um, dedicated to this room, right? You have to go in this room and you donate money to this dog. Like this dog has like a basket and he just collects money. And you donate like <laughs> one one currency. Uh, you even come back. There's like a thing added to like the room you're in, right? There's like a inflatable like uh, dummy guy from like the car lots that do like the the yeah. dance thing. Uh, you donate like two more. Leave, come back. There's just like a ran- there's like a random statue. Donate something a few more. You just keep doing this one over and over again until it's like you're donating like a hundred of these things, right? And at like level fifteen, the room is just filled with like useless stuff. Yeah. And it's like uh by the end of it you're just like you feel like you've wasted like you've wasted all this time. 
Um, and it's like being it's and it's this commentary on trophies because like yeah. with, with every time you donate, the trophy pops and like the, something something's new is added to the room. It's trying what the game is trying to say is that these trophies are useless, right? It but also it also subtle. like make a comment on like games. Uh, the easiest one that comes to mind is like Stardew Valley that you like get these random things that you can put in your farmhouse like statues that don't mean anything to the game it just looks makes your room look better in your house in stardew valley and st- mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um but on another level that this is awesome in south park is the fact that like me as a black dude right playing a video game yeah i always well one i always choose the the black character especially when i have yeah, a character you make, you, you make yourself i make myself game. Yeah. yeah and so like whenever i have a character create i make characters a character that looks like myself one, the fact that they're doing this means that they're putting thought into, like, having a black character in the video game, which is awesome. And then, two, like, uh, since I always choose myself, this means that I have to choose the darkest, the, or the, the hardest yeah. difficulty, right? I have to choose and this, the... this is going to be a change for me, because, like, I, I'm the same as well. I usually mm-hmm. make my character and all that, but I'm going to have to make, like, I'm, yes, this is not a visual podcast, but I'm a very pale <laughs> white person, so I am probably not going to play as a very pale white person in this because mm-hmm. I don't want to play it on the easiest difficulty. So I'm going to have to make myself like a darker character because I want a bit of difficulty in the game. So this is like making, forcing me to choose not mm, my character yeah. in a game for once. Yeah. That's what I was also going to say is that like one, this kind of forces players who either want to play on a, on a different, different difficulty to play as somebody that doesn't look like them. And then also for people who want to play people that do look like them, they get to role play or not role play, but they get to play themselves. Right. Well, it, where, like, it's, even, it's even like forcing people. Cause like a person will play, be playing it and be like, well, I don't want to play it on the easiest difficulty. I don't want to be a black person or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure some African Americans don't want to be a black person when it relates to like how difficult mm-hmm. their life they want to be. They, 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 they like, I hope this doesn't sound racist, but like <laughs> they, they could want to be a white person because they don't want to be judged by society or they yeah, don't want in to go moment, into like, the, yeah, in that moment, like, I don't mm. mean they literally want to be a white person, oh, yeah, but they yeah. want to have the benefits of being white and stuff like that, which, yeah, yeah, which, so yeah, it's showing somebody like, Hey, it's not their fault. They were born either a different race or a disability or even born. Yeah. However they're born. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that they have to be like that. So why are you being prejudiced against yeah. them for this certain things and stuff? Yeah. And like full disclosure for the how the difficulty affects the game. So like it doesn't affect combat at all. Um which I would think it was I okay, well I'll say what it does affect. It affects um the amount of money that you get from tasks, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it also affects how characters talk to you. Um, should, they should have had like a female male slider as well. Well, like, they do. The female... Well, I'll get to that in a second, actually. Oh, oh um, my god! Yeah. But like, uh, 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 you know, so I, what I wish they did, which they didn't, is uh, for combat it doesn't affect anything. I wish that the the dark you 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 made your character, the better your character was in combat, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. Um, but as far as so as far as gender, that's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah. So your your player's a character from the first game. Uh, and the character, I think in the first game, your character had to be a boy. Uh, uh-huh. but okay. this yeah, one, I see. They, yep. yeah, they ask you like, okay, what's your gender? And you can say like, I'm a girl, I'm a boy, I'm, or I'm like trans or something like that. Um, or I, I don't identify, I forget what the third thing is, but basically like depending on what you pick, the, the game kind of, the game treats you differently. Um, of like, if you like say that like you're, 
a girl, right? Since your character's already a boy, like Mr. Mackey, like the teacher will like call up your your parents and be like, uh, I think I I don't know if your boy's confused or like what's going on here and it turns it didn't tur- then it then turns um comes cool. into the narrative in its own different way. And so like man, South Park, they're doing yeah. things with games, man. Like they're thinking ah. about games in very in a very interesting way. Um, that's awesome, and it's cool that they're that they're using it in this way. That like they're using it for like this type of social commentary, um, yeah. in such a creative way. Like it's really cool. Uh, but we spent we spent quite a bit of time on this topic, so let's yeah. move on to the next one, <laughs> which is should people in games media be good at video games? And so I'm pulling Hell this no. because Hell no. there's been a discussion for like the last week about yeah. people. People in games media, games journalists, people reviewing games, how good should they be at a video game? Because this dude, uh, Dean Takahashi, I think that's his name. I should read it. Yeah, Dean Takahashi of GamesBeat, uh, I think that's the subsidiary of VentureBeat, uh, put up this gameplay video of him, and he's like a games journalist, um, a video of him playing Cuphead at like a preview event, and it. I think he was like stuck on the tutorial for like 26 minutes, and it's like, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's just like this horrid... Uh, sh- uh, showcase of gameplay, and yeah. like he's having trouble like figuring like what the buttons are, like what does what, and like he just can't get past it, and he's getting like roasted online, um, which spawned this interesting discussion of should people who are working in games coverage be good at video games? Um, what do you, what are your thoughts, real quick, on this? Uh, no, I think there should be some people that are good at video games, and then there should be some that are medium at video games, and there's some that be absolutely terrible at video games. Because, spoilers, everybody, the people that play video games are so broad mm. that, like, we have your hardcore, and then you have your casuals, and then you have your people that are good at video games, and then you have your people that are bad at video games. And so a person that's reading a review that is bad at video games, they don't want to read a review that somebody that's good at video games and, and comes in and says, oh, Dark Souls is super easy. Go play it. It's awesome. And then he picks it up, plays two seconds of it, gets crushed, and then this is like, well, now I just wasted my money because this guy said that the video game yeah. was not that hard and stuff like that. So that's a perfect example of, of amazing journalism because it shows that like if you're not a real good at like either platforming or video games in general, Cuphead's probably not a good game for you because mm-hmm. it's going to crush you and you're not going to have any fun and you just wasted your money. So, yeah. I yeah, 100%... Like, I think... I'm of a couple minds with this. Like, one, I agree with you because, like, there should be a voice for anyone, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm, exactly. if I'm an awful gamer and I'm awful at video games and I want to come out and review video games from the perspective of somebody who is awful, right... Like, there's probably an audience for that. Like, there's an audience of people who are bad at video games that might be interested uh, to hear the opinion of somebody who's also awful, bad at video games, right? Or maybe people who are good at video games want to hear the, the opinion of somebody who's awful, right? Um, as far as, like, something like IGN or, like, GameSpot, right? Like, I don't think you have to be excellent at video games to review no. to because there is them. people, like, when uh, Alfredo used to work there, like, he's insanely good at video mm. games. So, like, they would send him to, like, COD and Titanfall events and stuff like that. But you don't want to always know what somebody like Alfredo is like saying about a game because you yeah. might not be good at shooters. So you don't want to go into like like Lawbreakers is a good example. It's a super twitch shooter and stuff yeah. like, like that. So it would it's not that probably good for a casual audience to play that game. Mm-hmm. So you don't you would like to hear a review of somebody that's probably of your level. Because it's it's similar to that thing of like the people that argument where like people just want one person to review 
X amount of video games or that person that likes that genre should be the only one that reviews that genre. Cause that's silly because mm-hmm. like I love fighting games, but I'm absolutely terrible at them. So if I see somebody that's good at video, uh, like that loves that genre, play something like for honor. Like I know. Yeah. If anyone mm-hmm. sees me, knows me on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I'm the, the for honor, like flag bearer, but for honor is like an amazing, fighting game hidden in that game so I'm absolutely terrible at fighting games I hardly ever pick them up because yeah I love watching them and I love trying to play them but I'm not going to play a game that I'm absolutely terrible at and I'm going to play for a little while and feel like I've wasted my money but something like For Honor where I do get fighting game mechanics in it but I can Mm. keep playing that game because somebody who isn't good at fighting games can play that game Mm -hmm. yeah like I so, the the uh, so people are attacking Dean Takahashi. Sorry, it took me a while to remember his name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> people are attacking him because of his skill level and because he's well because he's doing like a horrible job in in Cuphead and his gameplay. Um, one, you, people, did you get to play Cuphead? Yeah, I lost in Pax? two seconds. I we, yeah, no, me, that's what I mean. Like, me and Alex died in two seconds because I've I've played Cuphead as well, and I want people like that guy to review it because. Yeah, I'm probably not going to pick it up because it does look too hard for me. Yeah, but also he's not. I don't even think he's reviewing it. Is the thing like people are attacking yeah. him for virtually no, no but reason. That's what because, I mean. Like I, he oh, yeah. should review that game when it mm-hmm. eventually comes out because yeah. I want to know his thoughts of him playing it for more than just at a preview event mm-hmm. and like him trying to play it as a real game and if he did find it fun and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but like he's he's playing it uh, to capture gameplay, right? For like to put out yeah. for gameplay purposes, right? Which is like. I mean, he's not people. The people who are getting up in arms are kind of like kind of overblowing the thing because now they're like going back to his past reviews and being like, "Oh, he shouldn't review this. He shouldn't review this." Be- just because you're bad at Cuphead doesn't mean you're going to be bad at like uh, NBA Street Volume Two. I don't know why that's my go-to, but like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm terrible at fighting games, but uh, like, well, yeah, not these like, days. But like, I was amazing at shooters. Like, I was an amazing PvP shooter, but I couldn't play a fighting game to save my yeah. life. And I'm bad at Call of Duty, but I'm pretty good at like Tekken or something like that. Yeah, or, like I'm pretty good at platformers. Like 2D platformers are my jam. Like, I'm absolutely atrocious at races. Yeah, I think you said ra- I think you called me games. a racist for a second. <laughs> I was no, like, what? Race. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is platformers? Uh, I don't know. You've, you've like, been on my show a few times. You, you get there. <laughs> I, was like, I can't stand Mario, that Italian man. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, no, I think as as with the reviews, I want diversity as well as their talent of as like what what genres they like. I like diversity, and I also mm. their skill level at video games. I want diversity. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, as far as what I want, like if if I'm reading if I'm reading like an IGN review of like I don't know what game do I like. Super Mario Odyssey. Actually, no, that's not a good example because anybody can play Super Mario Odyssey. I'm trying to think of a game that's like somewhat difficult, but not like too difficult. The Witness. Oh, let's just go to The Witness, right? Like Sonic. Sonic. Sonic can I, get pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah. like I want if somebody's going to review Sonic, right? Sonic Mania, right? Like I don't, I don't necessarily need them to be good or anything. I, I, I would like for them to like know, like have a good, have a good knowledge. 
like good overall knowledge. Like, they don't have to be a Sonic expert, but the things I look for is somebody with like a good overall knowledge of like yeah, because that game what is, is Sonic... made for Sonic fans. Yeah. so you want a Sonic fan to review it. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be biased in how he reviews reviews it because he likes Sonic. But also, you as a Sonic fan want to know if they made a good game for a Sonic fan. Yeah, or even like platformers in general, or like genres in general. Like I'm wanting somebody who like ha- like has an idea of okay, what is the genre? What makes a game in the genre good, or what makes this type of game good, or like what? How does this game work? I have like a. It's not necessarily like, not necessarily be skillful, but be competent in terms of. I I know what I'm I know what I'm doing here, um, but also like that's I don't think that's a must. I think that's kind of what I w- would like for me out of a reviewer from like a a big site or like a site that kind of like reviews everything. Now like. I do like reviewers like Angry Joe, right, who, who like, specializes in, like, he specializes in, like, AAA stuff, but also he specializes in breaking down, like, a lot of, like, the, the negative aspects. He does do, like, a lot of positive, positive yeah. stuff about games, too, but he specializes in, like, the long-form reviews. Um, and, like, somebody, like, I watched the Classic Game Room, which is a YouTube channel that does, like, a lot of old-school games, right? And, like, he specializes in that. I'm like, okay, that's great, right? Or, like, yeah. um, Conan, who doesn't know games at all, right? He does previews of games. His previews are awesome. One, because he's funny. Two, because he does provide the perspective of somebody who's not yeah, really a gamer. Not good at video games. Yeah, exactly. And how well he enjoys them and stuff like that. But, so, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's also, like, you don't have to stay with, like, modern media, games media, if yeah. you... Find a YouTuber that you like. Like, why hate on this person? Like, I like games media because they give that, like, perspective of somebody that's got a, like, a crunch time. Because now, as I said, I'm getting older and I haven't got that, like, yeah, I will for Destiny because that that game is my life. But for other games, I don't have 40 hours to invest in it. So, like, these, Mm. I do like the Rush reviews because that's a person playing it under the clock and, like, Mm -hmm. whether they were able to, like, enjoy that game in a certain amount of time is is a good note for me because I'm probably going to, like, with Absolver, if I was going to play Absolver, I would have only got probably, like, two days to play that game. Mm. So I would like a review from a games media because they would only get a certain amount of time to play that before they had to publish a review. So... I like that perspective. That's what I mean. You find somebody yeah. that you you feel likes video games the way you do and or plays video games at a level you do. Yeah. So wh- why shit on somebody that doesn't play good? Go find somebody who does play good and find their review because I want to know that person that doesn't play good at it or even captures good for it. Like, mm. is capturing gameplay for it. Yeah. And the reviewer's yeah. name, the reviewer's name is on every review, right? Yeah. And so, like... If I find myself disagreeing with like Marty Sleva on, I don't, he reviews a lot of stuff, but like if I find himself, uh, myself disagreeing with him like consistently on a lot of his reviews, right? Then like I have so many other options that like I don't have to keep coming to the same place for reviews. I can go to somebody at GameSpot, right? Or I can find somebody on YouTube. And like there's so, there's, there's so many people reviewing games now that it's to have any complaint about like one reviewer, like, uh, reviewers as a whole, I think it's kind of weird, and it's kind of it's kind of hard to break it down because there's so many different people reviewing games and so many different perspectives that like yeah. you can't really get mad at any at any kind of group. Um, so yeah, no, nah, it's silly. Yeah, it's Let's, it's wasted effort. Yeah, it is. Let's get into questions. Uh, we got quite a few questions here, man. We've been getting a lot of questions lately. Shout out to the the we need a name for our fan base. Beast, be, the beasters, the beasters. 
Beastie the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys. <laughs> the Beastie Boys. What about all the girls, Blessing? The, what about ooh, all the girls? The be the girl be the fem the beast males. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. Uh, I gotta workshop this. We'll, I'll call up Alex Van and we'll workshop this. Yeah. The, oh, the okay boys and the girl beasts. I don't know. Uh, J.R. Oliver asks, why do you think, and I really like this question because I have the same exact question. Why do yeah. you think that despite the valid criticisms of Destiny 1, so many so many people still supported Destiny 2? Will that faith be rewarded? Like, I half got in, this is the one that I was sort of referencing early on in the thing. Like, yes, Vanilla Destiny was, an like, for a lot of people, an average game. It still wasn't for me. Like, the things that were bad about it didn't affect me. Like, I don't care about the grind because, like, you just, like, think of something like Call of Duty. Like, somebody just sits there in PvP and plays Call of Duty day in, day out. There's no, there's no need for, like, story or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not getting rewarded. Imagine a game where you're playing these things and you get rewarded. You get more, new guns, you get experience and all that. So... That was vanilla destiny to me. I got to play a game where the gun play is the best gun play I've ever had in any game, and I was constantly rewarded for that mm. in a vanilla destiny. So that was the grind for me in vanilla destiny. And then the raid came along, and then that changed everything because that is some of the best. Like, yes, they have raids in MMOs, but man, like MMOs on PC, like A, you got to play on PC. B, you've got to have like just so much dedication to play those raids online on in real MMOs. But something like Destiny, you just need six people. They just need to get to high enough light, which in vanilla Destiny was, I will admit, very hard to get to eventually. But once you got there, the puzzles, the shooting mechanics, the bosses, how everyone had to work together was some of the best game, just anything I've ever played in my life. Like the first raid changed everything for me. And, I, if that raid didn't ever come out, I probably would have eventually fallen off Vanilla Destiny. Mm. And then and then they started giving the DLCs. Yes, I'm not... They, they charged more than they should for those DLCs back in the day. But the first one came along, Dark Below. We actually finally got like an NPC that started to build story for us and stuff like that. And then... I'll fast forward a bit because I'm not going to go through everything. And then you got stuff like Taken King where like they redid like the whole game. It was nearly a new game, Taken King. So that mm-hmm. was like their 1.5. And that's finally where you started getting story and stuff like that. So by the time Destiny's tale, Destiny 1's tale finished, it was an amazing game. Mm-hmm. So if they stayed at Vanilla Destiny, I would have 100% said, no, ne- don't, don't worry about Destiny 2 they didn't do anything but they learned so much from their community they didn't the game they built they didn't realize is the they they ended up building the game the community wanted rather than the the sort of idea they had to build in one year in Mm. vanilla destiny so like and yeah you can see it in destiny too like like everything is amazing in that game like there's there's still some negatives here and there but nothing like it's for me it's nearly a nine rated game like for mm. sure like the there's no negative in that game that even comes close to out, out uh, overshadowing the pros of that game mm. 
Uh, our next question comes from Heath Detweiler. He asks, regarding Destiny, what do you think about the new weapon systems, kinetic, elemental, heavy, versus the old? So, back in uh, vanilla, uh, original Destiny, so I would say Destiny 1, because I'll say vanilla is, is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. But, um, so you had your normal weapons in primary, so, like, usual guns, uh, like, common weapons in normal shooters, you know, like your assault rifles, hand, like, pistols and scout rifles and all those things. And then in your secondary slot, you'd have things like shotguns and snipers and these things called fusion rifles. But now in Destiny 2, they changed it up because of so much, like, balancing problems they had in Destiny 1. It was so hard to balance everything. So all of the secondary slot things have now moved over into the the power slot, so with your rocket launchers and all those things. And now... Your f- original slot, your primary slot is for any weapon that just shoots normal kinetic bullets, so no elemental damage to them. And your mm. secondary slot is for any weapon that has, like, an elemental power to it, so, like, lightning, fire, or um, void. Which mm. is... I'll say, it before I get crucified, it's arc, solar, and void, for anyone out there that's trying to k- pin me on that. And so... Now you can kind of... At first, I was a bit, like, iffy about that system because, like, I love my shotgun. Like, I really do. And a lot of people love their sniper. But if you played a lot of PvP in Original Destiny, like, most people just used those weapons. So, like, they would just run around with their shotgun or their sniper. And in in tiny little cases, if they ran out of bullets or something happened, then they would switch to their primary slot, which... I think the develop that's not the plan. Like the developers wanted people, they wanted to you people to use their primary weapons, and then like in special occasions use like a shotgun if you got really close, or if you're super super far away, use your sniper. But people were just like running into battle like normally with a sniper, and like point blank range shooting people with snipers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's that's what I mean. It's really like I played a lot of PvP last night with Alex, and yeah, I really love the system now. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have like a short range weapon in my um, main slot, so I have like a hand cannon, which is like not much range after a certain distance, and then I have a scout rifle, so I can switch between the two depending on the scenario. And it's really, I'm still using those primary weapons, and then every once in a while, if I get into a scenario, I like pull out my shotgun if like, somebody gets really close because you don't get a lot of power weapon ammo, so you have to use it very scarcely. Which is, yeah, it's it made pvp run really well now mm. cool uh our next question comes from alex van Aken, i've never heard of him uh he asks or he says please talk about the incredible level design of destiny 2 huh i didn't know alex van Aken liked destiny 2 interesting uh yeah tell us about that level design well yeah that, that is another like i totally even forgot about that <laughs> like uh destiny 1 was very like yeah it had some verticality here and there but most levels were like a flat plane, like hidden by the fact like level design, you know, like people put hills in and stuff like that. But if you like really looked at it, it was still like a level platform, like a plateau. Mm. Everything was a plateau. But now like semi spoilers, but like the second planet is like set on an, like an oil rig looking planet. So like you go up and down into different parts of the oil rig one bit you'll like drop all the way down and then you like do big climbs up and there's like scenes where you're like sitting on the edge of the oil rig and it's like it's in the middle of like a 
yeah, like a hurricane, like ocean, like huge waves are rolling in and out and out on like the horizon. You see like oil rigs bouncing up and down on the waves and then just, oh no, like we dropped into one bit and we were walking through vents and it was nearly like a scene out of the original Aliens movie where like everything was kind of covered with that gunk, but it was still like that harsh machine, like rig world that we were like walking through like air vents and stuff. And then we dropped down and it was like a super advanced, like smooth cut that like harsh angle with like neon lights of like a futuristic computer world and Mm. stuff like that. And then like there's other planets that look like, like a green, green desert. Mm. Oh man. It's just so beautiful. Like you take some of the beautiful scenes out of like, what's it called? No Man's Sky. Like those red planets, the green planets with like the red plants and stuff. Those kind of like super harsh colors that like, oh, it's just a beautiful, everything. Like if you eventually get it, we'll just, I'll take you to some certain spots and you just sit there and you're just like, this is amazingly beautiful. Mm. Like we, we, we say things like Uncharted and Horizon Zero Dawn are beautiful, but they're very still based in, reality they're like it's just a beautiful version of what you would see on earth Mm -hmm. but this is like they've built universes that you would things you would never see (laughs) on earth and it's oh my god it's so beautiful dude that is straight up just like a uh that's like a what's his name what's the name of that black scientist that everybody loves that's like a neil degrasse tyson quote yeah Uh, that is awesome though dude you're like selling me on this game like during the when we were talking about destiny earlier i was like man do I need to drive to Best Buy right after this podcast and sit in traffic and just be like, I'm just going to get Destiny 2? You're pushing me. At Mike Calcaterra on Twitter asks, what's your favorite class in Destiny 2 and why is it the Warlock? All right. So this is going to be super controversial because I'm going to cop probably hate from all sides. Because like, this is a big thing. Like Destiny 1 was a big thing. Like you were like, your main was who you were. Mm -hmm. Like you were a hunter, a titan or a warlock. And I was a hunter main in Destiny 1. I just love... When I first time I saw, like, images of the hunter before the game came out, he had, like, a beautiful hand cannon. He looks like a cow... Like, a space cowboy. Mm-hmm. But, like, like an outback... Like, uh, one that lives in the wilds and stuff like that. And that's the lore behind the hunter. Like, they're loners that live in the wilds on their own merits. And, yeah, like... Mm. What's... I can't even think of a reference of a person that does that kind of stuff. Like, Bear Grylls-ish. <laughs> like a military bear grills interesting kind of person. So that 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 was my main and I that's who I've picked again in Destiny 2, but I love I love them but they haven't got something cool like the other two classes do this time around cuz this time around every every class is like this class ability apart from like their other abilities they have where like you either hold B or you double tap B. The Titan he puts up like a mini shield in front of him, which, like, does a whole bunch of stuff, and then the Warlock can throw up this, like, area of effect that either heals you or gives you, uh, like, extra damage and stuff like that. But the ty- the Warlock gets a roll. Like, he mm. gets to, like, do, like, a strafe roll, and I'm just like, oh, man. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just... It might be just, like, grass is greener on the other side kind of effect, but I want something cool like that. But, like, mm. apart from that, like, every race gets their, like, their super. The hunter gets, like, he gets, like, an electrified bow staff or, like, a golden gun or he gets, like, this void bow. The titan gets, 
Oh, I can't remember. Oh, no, he does get hammers. Because they changed a few of the classes. So the Titan gets these, like, flaming Thor hammers. Mm. Or he gets, like, this nearly, like, Hulk smash the ground. Or, like, a Donkey Kong, like, smash the ground effect. And then he also gets, like, a Captain America shield that he can, like, throw around the stage. And then the Warlock gets this huge, like, nuke bomb. He gets, he turns into Emperor Palpatine and, like, shoots lightning from his fingers. Or the new one is, like, he gets this, like, flaming sword from, like, Game of Thrones or something that he gets to, like, throw at the ground. Nice, man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I, I still love my Hunter, but... I'm super jealous of the other two classes at the moment, and I might make a second character just to test out how I feel with the other characters. Dude, the 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 nerdum is strong with this with this game. Like, yeah. I feel like this the last like thirty minutes of just like Destiny questions is giving me confidence that I'm not as much as an, of a nerd as I thought I was, because like, yeah. man, the words that were just said, man. No, uh, Andrew Taylor says. Ask Nato why he chose the wrong path with purchasing Destiny 2 on Xbox. <sighs> this, is a, this is the big thing. Like, I, we have this huge internet community now, and a lot of them, it is very swung, like most of, like with the sales as well of PlayStation. Like a lot of them have PlayStation, so they're all going to be playing on PlayStation. And then on top of that, when original Destiny came out, it was very skewed towards buying it on PlayStation. But... I've been an Xbox man, and I've been a Halo man, so I was not going to buy the original Destiny, a Bungie game, on a PlayStation. Like, I was always going to buy it on Xbox, because I have, a, like, a lot of my, like, in-real-life friends and childhood friends and school friends, all of them have Xboxes, and hardly any of them have both consoles. So there was no doubt I was going to play it on Xbox as well. And then same thing now. Like, yes, we have this community, but most of them are American of these people that I know on stage. So they're not going to be on most of the time when I'm going to be playing this game as well. And then on top of that, like, I'm not going to abandon my childhood and school friends to go play with mm-hmm. people online. So that's why I bought it on Xbox. Also, the Xbox controller is made for shooters. Like, the Xbox... in Like, I've... I've that's we talked about it before, like outrageous tweets where like I said one that I was never going to play this game on an inferior con- uh, controller, which is which is half true. Like the PlayStation controller is an amazing controller, but PlayStation's heritage has not. It has shooters through the history, but it's PlayStation has never been thought as the shooter console until recently because now they got COD and all that rights mm-hmm. and all that, but. Xbox has always been the COD console. It's been the Halo console. So from the start, they've always designed this controller to be used for shooters primarily. So you always feel that in... I've always had that feel in the controllers, like the triggers and stuff like that. So also I have an Elite controller, so there's no way I was not going to play this game on oh, Xbox. Yeah. Dude, that Elite, that Elite controller, controller is serious. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's super serious. Oh. It's awesome. Uh, I should get one sometime. I'm hoping... Well, PlayStation already has kind of has the third party leak controllers I know. but they kind of yeah, somebody somebody sent me that link after I said that thing and I'm just like what if I was going to buy an ex- like an like an extra controller why wouldn't I just buy an elite controller which I already have mm-hmm. but like I'm not going to go buy an another controller from a third party company oh, yeah. when I can just get an Xbox controller which is a first party controller I think it's so I remember holding one for the first time being like man this is like 
life. This is legit right here. Um, yeah. And I wish I wish PlayStation would do like the colorful thing that Xbox does with their controller. I forget what it's called, yeah. like the Labs or whatever. Um, yeah. I wish where you build your own controller. Yeah, where you can build your controller and kind of like mix match colors. Well, you can't even change your name on PlayStation. Like, yeah, play- let let them fix that first before oh, they start doing like custom controllers. PlayStation is so bad with that stuff. Like in like that, that, I, that's yeah, that's I said that tweet like the other day. Like I. I love my PlayStation. Like, there's so many great games. Like, I have both, and I have my Switch and all that. But I'm just disappointed, like, with how far ahead Sony is that they're not trying to fix certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always the comparison. Like, this is like a repeat of last gen, where like 360 was ahead and PlayStation 3 was way behind, and PlayStation 3 didn't really innovate that much. So, which was in their defense, like they were the losing console. So. Mm-hmm. They they did put all their money into first party, which is showed in the end because like Last of Us and all those kind of yeah. things. But Xbox at the moment, like yeah, they're way behind. But man, they're just like doing so much for like the fans of Xbox. Like you have like Game Pass, you have um, it's like backwards oh, what is it where you can play the old game? Yeah, backwards compatibility. And yeah. now with they've announced for the like, original Xbox is yeah. going to be backwards compatible and stuff like that. And you have yeah the Xbox Lab, you have the Elite controllers. I'm just like, PlayStation can't even fix the PSN network. Yeah. Like, it's so insane. Like, you have all this money now. There's no way your shareholders would be like, oh, no, we're behind. You can't waste money on fixing these things. Like, they're so far ahead. Like, Dude, I got why my, is the PlayStation network so bad? I got so my fourth bad? message from, like, a spam bot the other day. <sighs> like, I know. four of them. Like, it's like, what are, you, what, what are you guys doing? I think, was it the PlayStation account that got hacked uh, the other week? Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what I mean. Like, it's like, I, like, I love my place. I, I'm not shitting on them. Like, I'm not saying oh, yeah. that this is a bad console. I want them to be, like, I want them to fix these things. Because, like, the other day, when everyone was playing Overwatch, I was like, oh, man, I might, I have it on PlayStation. I'll come over and, like, play it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a patch that i got to download. But PlayStation has this weird thing where it's, they have to prepare to download which has its own progression bar yeah. before the download even starts. Yeah. And that took that took 40 minutes. And then the patch itself took me, I don't know, 30 seconds. And I was like, I waited 40 minutes to download a 30-second patch. Yeah. I was like, this it's is insane. It's, it's pretty and, bad. And then by, yeah, by that time, everyone was hopping off because they're like, oh, we've been waiting for you for an hour, Nathan. We're hopping off now. And, I, and so I didn't get to play with everybody. Man. And I was like, well... Yeah. PlayStation get it together. Even though I love PlayStation, like all, all, I play all my third party games on PlayStation, and I yeah. buy, I pretty much buy all my games on PlayStation. And I yeah, have exactly. That's the sort of me. Like with all these people on it, like why can't you help them to have a better experience? Priorities. Their priorities are. <sighs> I, know. I don't know what the priorities are in. They have a lot of great first party games, so but yeah, that's not. I mean, I guess that is what's going to get you ahead, but also like help PlayStation, like for real. Um. We'll make this our last question because I'm dying. Griffin Gusion asks, "Why is NATO not as good as me?" Also, how much does I don't know what this is? Xbox X, Xbox One X Destiny Two suck. God, that acronym is terrible. Look, I I didn't want to tweet about it on uh, on the Twitters because I didn't want the bad karma just in case it would affect us. But you know what? At least I could play Destiny the last two games because, you know, the PlayStation Network's been down the last two days. So how, how's how's the PlayStation version of Destiny going? Oh, oh, Dang. oh. Going yeah, ham. that's right. Yo, you know, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Really appreciate that's right, it, man. dude. 
people, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me at NatoJ18. You can find me also on 4Yanks1Aussie. It's 4Yanks1Aussie.com. It's numbers and then letters. And you can also find me on this network on A Plus Anime every Friday talking about a beautiful new anime. We, we, look, I got a tweet today because I think, I think the newest episode came out today that somebody was like, oh, it's an anime I've finally see- seen oh, yeah. so I can listen to the episode. That's not what this show is about. If you, this show is 100% for anyone that you haven't seen that anime. So if you have been holding off watching A-plus anime because you're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen that anime, th- we only go into the first episode at the end of the episode. So, like, we only talk about the show and all that. So, yeah, don't feel worried about what, listening to an episode if you haven't seen that show because that is the whole point about the show, trying to get you into that anime that episode so go check it out if for anyone that like has been fearing of watching an episode because they haven't seen that anime nice man um also you can find me on twitter at blessing jr you can of course find me on okay beast i just uploaded a new video um, on youtube.com slash okay beast all about the rapper xxx tentacion <clears throat> excuse me who's had like some very controversial stuff happen today and so very inconvenient video but also i worked very hard on this video um, so check, and I was not gonna out. cancel it for and anything. Yeah, and I'm not taking it down because I work. Probably, <laughs> I put it, put in probably like 30 hours to this video, uh, and I'm not gonna let him being an abuser stop me from. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh. Check it out. That, check out that <laughs> that video. Um, of course, uh, this is the Okibis podcast. Uh, remember that the Okibis podcast is a weekly gaming and nerd culture centric show. This is where we get together and talk about the biggest topics in games and culture. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at Okbeast now on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, I've been a blessing. That's been NATO. We'll see you on the next episode. Say bye to the people. Bye to the people. Yeah.